Welcome to the Learn It Podcast, where we come together as employees, managers, executives, and learning champions from across the globe to take time to focus on our professional development. Stay tuned to listen and learn from Learn It expert instructors and the Learn It community about a variety of subjects key to success in today's workplace. Whether you're here to upskill, reskill, or simply learn something new, sit tight and let's get ready to learn. Welcome in everyone this morning or this evening or this afternoon, wherever you are joining us um, in the world. It's wonderful to have you um, join in today um, so we can take a little sneak peek at the latest um, health and wellness workshop um, that we have um, available, which is a manage, manage anxiety to build a positive mindset. Um, but I thought I'd kick it off just so you know a little bit about me. Um, so I am a, a facilitator here for Learn It, but as um, Kali also said, I also develop um, our content and courseware as well, particularly in our health and wellness um, section. But I've been in education and health and wellness for over 15 years, um, and I've been teaching and developing courses, um, both on health and wellness topics, but soft skills as well, like communication, emotional intelligence, um, both here in the US, um, I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, um, but also in Australia as well. Um, you can tell by my accent and by my name gives it away, I am Australian, um, but I'm also a US citizen as well. But I absolutely love the journey of education and the empowerment that it brings to always be learning. So it brings me great joy to have you all in here today. Um, hopefully there'll be a small takeaway for you, um, something that you can um, share with friends and family members or even something to even make a small step or improvement um, in your own health and wellness. So let's get going. Our workshop for today, Manage Anxiety to Build a Positive Mindset. And I'd like to sort of start with an interesting quote. This comes from uh, Robert Fulgram. Uh, he's a renowned and best-selling author. And he says, you don't have to believe everything you think. Let me say that one more time while you let it resonate. You don't have to believe everything you think. an interesting quote to kind of land us where we're at um, in this managing anxiety and building a positive mindset workshop. So I'd like you to have a read of this. This is from Gandhi. I'm not going to read it out to you all, but I'd like you to have a read. And then in the chat, I'd like you to share what are your thoughts on this, on this quote? So I'll give you a moment to read this from Gandhi. Now read our last line here. Keep your values positive because your values become your destiny. Some great comments coming in. Positivity is key. It all starts with your mindset. Joanna, I love that. You notice it all stems from our thoughts, right? If you take those first few lines from the beginning and mix it with the end, right? What about keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your destiny, right? 
amazingly simple, right? But so true. And this is what we have to think about is our thoughts, they really do flow through all of our life (laughs) and flow through into how we act, how we think, how we behave, right? How we speak um, because of our thoughts. So moving into our first slide here. I want you to have a listen as you watch this and have a listen to this. make you feel when listening and watching this astronaut <laughs> on edge, disoriented, tense, it's an awful sound, You're like Bindi, hurry up and turn it off, right? Omnious, kind of crazy, alone. Yeah, anxious, indifferent, sort of a, an awful sort of soundtrack. Now have a think about how this makes you feel. Okay, so I love some of the comments coming through here, right? Like a kid, happy, adventurous, right? Ice cream time, um, out of control, right? Suddenly that soundtrack suddenly makes the astronaut look like he's having fun (laughs) as opposed to that first one where you felt omnious, anxious, right? Alongside that visual. So the point of this exercise is I want you to think of anxiety as the soundtrack of your perspective, right? When we are anxious or have an anxious mind, it overshadows our thoughts and it can kind of take over your brain and, and make you act or think out of a place of fear and worry. So Anxiety really can be a normal, it's normal, right? In a stressful situation, maybe public speaking, maybe taking a test, right? When anxiety is not good is when the feelings become excessive or they're all-consuming or they completely interfere with your daily living. So a small amount of anxiety, definitely okay. But when it's overtaking and becoming that sort of soundtrack to your perspective is when it becomes uh, much more challenging and something that we need to address. So the workshop um, that we would explore, um, and we're going to get a little bit of a taste of it um, coming up as well, but we would actually start with looking at how anxiety affects the brain. Um, and have a look at how it affects positive thinking as well. We would go into some um, innovative and creative ways to look at how to manage anxiety. Um, And this sort of comes up in these three areas of learning how to retrain the brain so we can stop sort of these things called thinking traps that put us in some negative um, sort of pathways and learn how to create some positive pathways. Um, And we do all of that by exploring some worry patterns that you might have going on um, that are unique to yourself, um, and then learn how to sort of build this positive mindset and some actionable takeaways for, for the mindset. 
So let's have a little look at the beginning here. We're going to start at having a look at how anxiety affects the brain and kind of dive into that a little bit this morning. So anxiety, what is it? Why does it happen? So in preparation for the session today, um, you should have all received an email with a sort of a pre-session assignment for the off-site um, workshop. Um, so you should have completed a two-day um, anxiety sort of perspective analysis chart, um, and it would have been linked to your, your sign-up. So I'm going to give you a moment um, to sort of get that ready. Um, it, it's a, it was a two-page document for you to kind of track that, that anxiety kind of perspective in the lead-up for today. Um, and while you're getting that together, we're going to compile um, our results from this assignment um, and we'll sort of get investigate the patterns that we have common um, in common as a group and, and how we differ as well. So I'll give you just that moment. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> False alarm here. <laughs> there was no assignment. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, that was really awful. <laughs> but I wanted you to start to feel maybe a tiny bit of rising anxiety. So there is no assignment, don't worry. But I'd like to know anyone come into the chat who started to feel a little bit tiny panicked <laughs> that suddenly, oh no, where was that assignment? I didn't get it. <laughs> Thanks for the brutal shot of anxiety, right? Um, searching your email. I know that was so awful of me. I, I apologize. We're going to do a calming activity straight after this. But anxiety, if you started to feel a little bit of it, right? It's that feeling of fear, that feeling of dread, that sort of uneasiness that some of you might have started to feel. You might have started to um, sweat. You might have started to feel restless. You might have started to feel tense. Maybe your heart rate started going fast, right? And this is all a normal reaction. And you might feel that when you're faced with a difficult situation, maybe a difficult problem at work, maybe an important decision. Um, and that actually can help you cope, that feeling. It kind of gives you that burst of energy maybe to help you focus, right? So what I gave you was that little taste possible of anxiety. But for many people, that anxiety um, is not temporary and it could be overwhelming for someone. So it can be where it just never goes away and it's sort of that constant feeling. So before we have a look into really um, unpacking anxiety, I want to give you a moment to kind of come back down, calm down if, if you did get anxious. <laughs> um, so in this moment, um, you, I want you to um, sit comfortably in your chair and I want you to take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Picture yourself on a beach. Maybe the sun is setting. Take a deep breath in. And breathe out. And again, breathe in.
can breathe out. Take one more breath, breathe in. And breathe out. Letting the sound of the waves wash over you. Bringing you back to a sense of calm. Relief. And peace. When you're ready, opening your eyes and coming back to the screen. So hopefully that just gave you a small little part of relief there from our uh, boost of <laughs> boost of possible anxiety the, this Friday morning. So hopefully you're feeling a little more relaxed. So I want to get into this part about the brain because the workshop is about retraining your brain and it's about helping sort of find some uh, new neural pathways to positive thinking. But before you can retrain your brain to think more positively, um, you still need to understand why it might be trained in a certain way, um, the certain way it is. So our brain is actually a pathway of neural connections and each neuron gets connected to another neuron. And the brain is sort of gets trained around how to react to everything. So it's basically learned pathways in your brain. So I want you to close your eyes again. We're gonna do a little imagery activity. You're walking out on a beautiful beach or in the park and the, the sun is shining, it's warm on your face and there's some birds sort of dipping and diving and kind of hear fun sounds around you, people enjoying their day. And then suddenly you hear barking and an owner calls out, watch out. And bam, you're knocked off your feet onto the ground. And it seems like an aggressive dog, right? It's, it's scrambling, but it's actually just trying to catch a tennis ball. Um, and it sort of accidentally claws you while it's trying to sort of get up in the struggle of knocking you over. The owner runs over and says, I'm sorry, are you okay? The ball flung right into your legs. I'm, I'm really sorry. He's a nice dog. He won't hurt you. But what's happened is there's some damage that has been done. You're not severely hurt, but you're really shaken. And now what happens is your brain has started to make a neural pathway. And when you hear the sound of a dog, you may instantly then become a little bit anxious. So opening your eyes again. This may or may not happen to you after one event, but it's just to kind of highlight how this is because the brain is trained in connection pathways, it then starts to think dog barking, maybe now I need to be fearful because of that experience of having, you know, that sort of traumatic event around it. And this is sort of big worst case scenario example for you. But then what's happening is you start to 
maybe every time you see a dog kind of in the future crossing the street, you sort of start to avoid a dog, right? It's over on the other side of the street. So you maybe avoid it. You don't go too close and you don't get hurt. So what's happening is that that pathway is beginning to build. It's sort of saying, if I don't go near the dog, maybe I won't get hurt, right? So you're almost like training that brain into that new information. So what has to happen to get out of that is you have to get into a new connection and you have to have a new situation or a new kind of train of thought to overtake that um, so that you can create new neuron connections so that you can have more of a, a calm and sort of positive experience um, out of what was initially a traumatic one. And then the more you get a positive experience going on, the more the new connection gets stronger and stronger. And then what happens is your brain defaults to use that new pathway. It defaults to the one that's quicker and stronger. So we're going to try a little activity here in the chat just to kind of have a look at what, what this might look like as a, a little bit of an example for you. So in the chat, um, we're going to start with an example here of a flower. Hopefully you can see the annotation on my screen. In the chat, I want you to write um, anything that comes to mind with a flower. Anything at all. Could be pretty, could be colorful. Okay, let's see what we've got. We've got petals. We've got, I think I saw, Pretty, we've got scent, happy, maybe beautiful. Okay, and now I want you to think of a memory that involves a flower, a happy memory that involves a flower. And you don't have to share the happy memory but I want you to think about, or even, yeah, weddings, right? Happy memory around a wedding, Mother's Day, love, summer. How does those events make you feel? We have wedding, birthday. How do those make you feel? Uplifting, good word. Happy, joy. Okay. Thank you all for, for joining in in that. So what happens is your brain makes this really complicated network of pathways. And then when you see a flower, you associate it with all of those good feelings of uplifting joy, happiness, peace that were associated with that happy memory. So you can see this connection. You see flower, you feel good, right? That's what's going on in that scenario. Now, what also happens is the opposite for some of you, and we'll investigate this as well, is where you might actually have an experience that makes you see differently with a flower. So if we have here, I saw a few things sort of popping up in the chat. Someone said thorns. Someone said bees. So those that maybe see, a yep, so exactly a funeral. And a funeral brings on sadness, right? And loss. Maybe another good one in there, pollen. And maybe that brings on memories of allergies. 
Yeah, possibly a hospital visit. Maybe frustration with the allergies. So you can start to see where this could then create a new neural pathway. So for other people seeing a flower might actually then have a neural pathway that has them with memories of like invasive flowers, good one, rust, bees, thorns, and pollen, you know, allergies. And then because this, it, it's something that then they might see a flower and feel frustration, sadness, um, sort of a, a different kind of feeling. So I know this is sort of a very broad example for you, but it's just to get that analysis, just to show you how the brain can actually start to make these connections and associate things maybe as seemingly meaningless as a flower with certain feelings that we have. Um, and that's what happens when we have possible anxieties around actions and things is that we start to have these pathways and we need to sort of understand these pathways first so we can start breaking some of the thinking traps. So what I'd like you to do um, is we're going to have a, a little think about some anxieties and we're going to put our professional hat on. So I want you to think about, um, and I'll, I'll bring up some examples, but think about anything you'd like to share it can be very general, things that might give you even a small amount of anxiety at work. And you don't have to share in great detail, but some examples here, I'll go back one, paperwork, public speaking, lack of control, tech issues, bad, uh, bad attitudes, yeah. Timelines, commuting, unemployment, deadlines, lack of communication, all these coming through in the chat. You're all super fast to type. I've got some examples here as well. Coworkers, catch-ups, changes, right? Too much work. So, so, so many things that could be creating um, some small kind of anxieties for us. So what I want you to do is have a think about something that is this is a self-reflection. You don't have to share this, but think about something that does make you a little bit anxious in your professional life. And I want you to grab a piece of paper and a pen. Again, this is for you. You don't need to share, but I want you to write down what is the story that is behind that anxiety? What are some of the, the neural pathways? Maybe you can make an association, but more just starting to look at the story behind it. And I'll give you an example to make it a little easier. Let's say deadlines is something that makes um, you a little bit anxious at work. And the story that you tell yourself or the story that's going on, right, is that the deadline has been moved up two weeks to meet a customer inquiry. It's now two weeks earlier. And because of that deadline, now you believe you're going to have to put in 60 to 80 plus hours of work to meet the deadline. This is the story that's around this deadline. If you don't meet the deadline, the client could be unhappy. The client could then decide to not go ahead with your business. You could potentially, even worst case scenario, lose your job over losing this client. So the anxiety of missing the deadline is starting to cause, right, some anxiety every time you look at your calendar. New meetings start popping up. How are you ever going to get to that project to meet the deadline in time? And whenever you maybe start to see the client's name, you start to feel a little anxious, a little stressed, right? That little sense of dread starts coming in because 
this deadline has now started to be associated with this terrifying story that that's going on. So I want you to think about that and write your story. And I'm going to give you a minute. You don't have to share this. This is not to share in the chat. This is just for you to start kind of thinking about what's going on, what's going on behind that anxiety. Give you about another 20 more seconds. Okay. So once you have that story, what we would actually do with this first up is have a look at thinking traps. And a thinking trap is sometimes, it's what you tell yourself about a situation that's going to affect how you feel and what you do. Um, and sometimes your interpretation can get a little distorted. So maybe there's some negative aspects that are in there getting focused on. And that's what a thinking trap is, when we might tend to look into some of the negatives of the situation. Sometimes it's good to do that, right? Remember, we did talk about anxiety and stress still being helpful to help you sort of achieve some things. But sometimes those interpretations can maybe get a little too negative, um, and they might end up then making you respond in an unhelpful way. Um, and that sort of assumption that might, might appear is called a thinking trap. And you can think of a thinking trap of like the story that you tell yourself, right? That's what a thinking trap is. Because maybe it's not yet in reality, but there might be some future things to it. There might be, you know, some maybe exaggeration to it um, that we would need to unpack and kind of have a look at what, what part is this falling into a thinking trap? So... The first step we would do with this thinking trap is identify it, learn about thinking traps and see if there is any thinking traps going on in your story um, around, you know, the story that you tell yourself around the anxiety that's occurring. And then we'd actually want to have a look at how we can stop and pause that sort of thinking. So we would analyze the scenario. Is it a real threat? Some things are real threats. Is it a false alarm though? And then we'd learn to kind of find this place of calm where we can start to investigate it um, a little more from a place of calm. And this is where we kind of go into um, what I call the cease, change and create process, where you would look at how you stop the thoughts. How can you then change them and turn them into a positive way? Or how can you look at them from a positive perspective? Um, how can you find maybe some small positive in there? So starting to uncover how you can change it. And then also some actionable steps on how to create a new pathway as well. So how can you create a positive experience around um, that anxiety-causing scenario? So we would unpack all of this, and I would go through the majority of the workshop time, too much to cover in today. 
Um, but the first thing that you would do is have a think about um, in that creation of new things is looking at what ways could you help that scenario be better. So if we go back to my example of deadlines, um, you would start to, for example, create some of these steps that might help you feel a little more successful towards this deadline. Maybe you can't move the deadline, right? It's coming no matter what. But you could start creating, let's say, for example, um, little mini checklists. And as you do this report for this client, you know, you get the title done, check, mini success, right? As you write the first email draft to someone, check, mini success. And you sort of set up all these little like, positive experiences on the way to this awful anxiety deadline to help you kind of be more positive about it as it comes up. Because sometimes we can't change that anxiety endpoint, but we can start to create a little more positive neural pathways around it. So think of the challenge of the game. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So it's, it's adding all these spins of thinking and changing the way that we're thinking about things. And that's how we retrain our brain um, to start with that positive and head towards that positive thinking. So we can't do all that today. But with your anxiety that you've written the story about today, I do want you to have a look at it. And I want you to have a think about just one way today without having been taught everything, but one way today that you could look at that anxiety and put a slight positive spin on it. What could you change in that story to help it maybe be a little more positive today? I'm going to leave you a moment to have a think about that. If you want to share in the chat your real quick solution on how you could even just put a tiny bit of positive light on there, you're welcome to share in the chat. I'll give you that moment just to reflect on it. How could you make it a tiny bit more positive today? Hannah, to stop and maybe be in the moment to break that cycle. And that's that first step. That's that cease, finding a place of calm. I love it, Elizabeth. You're just going to smile at your coworkers today and say, have a nice day, right? Happy Friday. Anna's going to use our example today, make a series of mini tasks towards that deadline, get small successes in the way, right? A clean desk, Russ. I love it. <laughs> maybe doing something to kind of feel a little more productive. So again, these are just a tiny little taste. We would actually unpack all of these steps to really help you look and investigate um, what the anxiety is and create a big pathway. Today is just that tiny, tiny little taste of it. So you can have a look at even just starting to think a little bit positive already. Um, and the, the reason that we should do this, the reason that we should get behind our anxieties and sort of look into these is because the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, they reported that 72% um, had daily stress that interfered with their lives. Um, and this sort of 
high rate of stress and then causing anxiety, right, is affecting over 40 million Americans. Um, and we know that it has a high rate of employee um, turnover, right? We get decreased job performance. We get missed deadlines, right? We get um, strained co-worker relationships. So it is something that we really need to address. Um, and with anxiety being such a, a high effect in many people's lives, especially in the last couple of years with all that is going on in the world, um, it's certainly something that, that we can look to address and sort of take action on with some positive thinking and, and positive mindset. And I love that, Stacey. Be proud that you have accomplished something today. <laughs> it's a great takeaway. So as I wrap up, um, as I said, we would be going into unpacking that anxiety in more detail and um, you'd work um, with other people um, in the workshop sessions together. So there's breakout whole group discussion activities. Um, and then we do some think and write self-reflection um, and then that change exploration in how can we start to shift into those positive actions. Um, and you would have some, some tangible takeaways to really look at rewiring your brain um, to battle anxiety. So analyze those traps, creating new pathways. And that is because if we go back to our comment from Gandhi at the beginning, if you keep your thoughts positive, your thoughts can become your destiny. So I want to thank you all for, for joining today. That is everything for me. Um, I'm really excited to have had you all join in um, and hope to maybe see you in a future workshop um, so we can really dive into some of some of these things, um, help turn them into positivity for you. Um, so thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on the Learn It podcast. We wish you well on your learning journey and see you next time.